Welcome back, Hollow Cult. Uh, today we are doing something a little different. Me and Kyle has been have been talking about uh, separating the show up a little bit, uh, trying to take the listener encounters and making them their own thing, and then doing our deep dives as their own thing. So we're gonna see how this works out and go from there. So if it feels a little different, it's because it is a little different. That being said, thanks for hanging out with us today get through all the business and we'll jump right in check us out at all our social medias facebook instagram youtube twitter tiktok discord reddit search up the hall sky podcast and we will be there hanging out for with you for you with you either uh if you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share for a future episode uh kyle's got some details for you hell yeah you can text or call the holophone which is going to be 1-618-556-0837 you can also write your story out, shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out for interviews, which is going to be hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com or the regular. I know some people send it to the regular email as well, whichever one works. They're there for you guys. Um, we are looking for interviews, so send them away. Just give us a little like synapsis synapsis of your story. That way we have a general idea of what's going on or what's about to happen. And we'll go from there. Looking forward to hearing from you weirdos. All right. Um, If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways you can do it. We got the website up. You can check it out. We got a bunch of merch over there. There'll be some new merch getting stocked up in a few weeks. We got some stuff coming in. Uh, You can go over to the Patreon, sign up for it. You get ad-free shows. You get extra content. Um, There's some tiers with some goodies on there, all kinds of stuff going on at the Patreon. You can do the best thing, and that's share the show word of mouth and share it on social media. Any chance you get, put the name of the Hollow Cult out there. The more listeners we get, the bigger the cult grows, the more chance we have to produce more content for you all. You can go to wherever you listen to your podcast, your podcatchers, that is, and leave us a lovely five-star rating and review. And I will gladly shout them out whenever I find them. Today's five-star rating and review, bear with me here, I was not ready to look this up. It comes to us from our friend Mandy. Mandy says, love it, five stars. Thank you for getting me through my work day. Well, Mandy, thank you so much for leaving the kind words. We are glad that we can help you make that workday a little less painful because we all know how much those suck. So from there, we're going to jump right into our listener experience. First inaugural listener experience show. I guess not totally, but in this format, it will be. This comes to us from our friend, Jason. Jason has titled this a skeptics encounter. Jason says, Hey guys, I grew up not believing in the paranormal during the summers after my freshman and sophomore year, I would work at my church that I was going to at the time. I don't remember which summer it was that I saw my first shadow figure during the week. I was usually the first one to get to the church. When you walk up a couple of steps into the church, there's a set of stairs to your left. There's a wall on one side of the set of stairs. 
When you walk in there will be a door that leads to the foyer of the church. When you walk into the foyer, the auditorium is to the right, an elevator to the left, and the offices and exit straight in front of you. Before the exit, there's a senior pastor's office, and right before that office is a hallway to the right that leads to the classrooms. In that hallway, there's a door that leads to the classroom, and it squeaks every time it gets open, and it squeaks loudly. Two or three days a week, one of the teenagers from the church would help. He would normally get there around 7.30 or 8. What I usually did was sit down in one of the chairs that's in the foyer, face towards the rear exit, and open one of the glass doors for the auditorium in a way that I can use it to see the reflection of the front door. I was looking around while I was sitting down when something caught my eye. I saw a shadow-like right leg from the knee or thigh. That's the only part of the body that I saw. I thought that maybe the senior pastor or youth pastor had come in without me seeing, so I went down the hallway and opened the door. It squeaked and went through all the section to try to find out what I just saw. I couldn't find anyone. Both the pastor's office were empty with the lights out, so I went back to the lobby to wait for the teenager, and he was just getting into the church. I told him what I saw, and he didn't believe me, and he started to laugh at me. That's when I knew I had to keep my experiences to myself. I didn't know what I saw until a few years later when I was working with the guy who believed in the paranormal. I don't remember if he had any experiences or not. I remember that he would ridicule, or he would get ridiculed for talking about it. One day I brought up what I had experienced, and that's when I had learned about the shadow figures. Labor Day weekend, I moved from Connecticut down to Georgia. In January of 2022 to June of 2022, I worked at an elementary school as a custodian. I had several experiences at the school. I would work from 10 to 6.30. The only folks that would be in the building is the other custodian and the folks working the after-school program. When I would clean the bathrooms, I would usually block the entrance. That way, there's no way a kid would walk in while I'm cleaning it. About one or two weeks after I started at the school, I was cleaning the girls' bathroom. I was almost done with the bathroom, had about one to two stalls left to clean, when I hear an elementary age kid faintly say, excuse me. I know that nobody's in the bathroom, so I get out of it and look around to see if I can find her, but there's nobody around. I was reluctant to ask my coworkers about what I'd experienced. From what they said, the school had merged after previous school year and that there was a student who had died. The school system had moved all the files over to our school. All the teachers and students were transferred to the school that I was working at. The school was also added on to as well. There were eight more classrooms that were added to the hallway that I was working in. Another experience that I had was having doors being slammed shut behind me, even though I was the only one in the hallway, and all the doors were locked shut. The door slamming happened three straight nights. All of the lights are motion sensors. I was by the time clock, which is by one of the exits, and the gymnasium is on the other end of the building, about 100 to 150 yards away. I happened to look in the direction of the gymnasium, all the lights were off, and I saw someone walking from one side of the gym to the other side of the gym. The person I saw looked about six to six and a half feet tall. Everyone was still in the building near me. Whatever was walking in the gym didn't activate any of the sensors, which is weird. Another experience that I had at the school was I was walking around the outside of the building to make sure all the doors were closed and the windows were closed and locked. When I was outside of the cafeteria, I looked inside and saw what looked like a mother with two kids who had come into the cafeteria from the entrance of the kitchen, which is hidden in the cafeteria. Once they see me, they stop suddenly. 
I looked down for a second and looked back up and they were gone. When I went back into the building, one of the teachers for the after school program mentioned and I mentioned to her what had happened. She didn't see anybody walk in or out of the cafeteria and she was sitting by the time clock and was about 20 to 30 feet away from the cafeteria. One of the teachers told me that a set of lights, one of the teachers told me that a set of lights at a time would go off periodically. She was explaining to me how maintenance would get called and they couldn't find the problem or the solutions. After we talk, I go go to clean the next classroom when I get done and turn the lights off and close the door. When I look back into the room, a set of lights would turn back on. I thought that maybe it was just a coincidence. The next day, I'm in the classroom where the lights had turned back on and I heard a whistle from one of the I heard a whistle and one of the lights turned on. What was weird about this was that I was standing right next to the light switches. These classrooms where this is happening is the last classroom before the new part of the, the hallway that was built on. I had light switches turn off and on in five classrooms. I was in the last classroom on the left before the new part of the hallway, and I'm vacuuming in the room. I'm near the desk when I feel a hot sensation press on my back near my left shoulder blade. It felt like a hand was on my back, and they were trying to use me as a balance or were trying to get onto a chair, like to sturdy themselves, to stand up. The next day, I'm in the same classroom, and I don't remember what I was doing. I was wearing latex gloves and was near a desk when I felt like someone was pulling on my left glove. I wasn't too near the desk where it could grab the glove. I'm in the hallway putting my trash in one spot when I hear a faint hi come from behind me, but nobody was behind me. There was nobody outside, near me, or in the hallway. A couple of days later, I'm in one of the classrooms, and suddenly I hear a whistle like the type that someone would try to get your dog to come back to you. In June of 2022, I started a new job. I'm working as a wastewater treatment operator. If we have a long dumpster, we will be having our belt press operating. On October 28th, we called the dumpster company to say that we needed a new dumpster since the one that we had was full. So on October 31st, I was outside putting the stuff in the truck that needs to get done every day. When I look up, I see two red dots at the corner of the building. Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots how awesome would that be 
nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I thought that it was the brake lights of the truck that's bringing the dumpster. When I get around to the corner, there's no lights, nobody there at all. It wasn't the brake lights for the truck since it hadn't even started yet. Those are the encounters of our friend Jason. Uh, first off, Jason, thanks so much for submitting. Um, let's start with the church shadow person. Um, I'm trying to put together my thoughts on, as to... You would think a church would be the last place some of these entities would reside, right? Absolutely. That's why I always feel they're, they're far more sinister when they're in a church. Like I just feel gross whenever somebody describes seeing these things inside a church, although it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. I guess it's just kind of the way that my brain drives that Avenue. Cause you think of shadow people and you don't think like positive no things right uh i don't know dude it's that i would be creeped out regardless yeah it's almost like they they have a when you think shadow person they have like a not so human element about them right sure they're a humanoid form but you they're in a different league from what we think of as ghosts you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure i agree with that in our brains, ghosts are past humans, humans that have passed on. Shadow figures, I feel like, have an element of non-human. So when you hear that, that, that changes things drastically. And whenever they're in a church, because you hear so many people uh, invoke the name of Jesus to get rid of shadow figures and things, it's almost like a blatant, uh, like a blatant F you, you know? Oh yeah. To God and, and Jesus and whoever, whoever the, uh, church is involved with there. So I'd be interested to, uh, see if anything else strange has happened in the church. If, if the leg was the only thing, that was seen or if anyone else that was there had seen it actually now that i'm thinking about it and this is kind of jumping ahead a smidge throwing this out there not trying to freak anybody out not trying to do i don't know just i don't i don't want to point fingers here but wouldn't it also be safe to assume that Someone who more or less has a dark passenger could go inside church with these entities. Could be. Right? Because, you know, you'd think of like an exorcism, like where would be the best place to be to take that person, you know, in inside the, these holy monuments. But yeah. that, that also would suggest that 
you, it is possible to drag these things inside. Yeah. That's yeah. These places. It's almost like there's not a safe, not a safe spot. <laughs> well, and that, that, and like, as you keep going down these stories that we were talking about, it seems like he has either a dark passenger or he's sensitive enough to actually like pick up on yeah. the residual things that, that hang out in, in the world. Yeah. We, I went to church, uh, for a long time when I was in grade school, middle school. And, uh, the church that I went to always had weird stuff, weird stuff going on. Um, we would do like lock-ins there. The youth group would, and we would all be gathered down, uh, like in the little cafeteria playing games and stuff. And you would fully hear people walking upstairs above us when we were the only, like the 12 of us there were the only ones there. And it was, it was pretty consistent to where it became kind of like almost a tongue in cheek running joke where we, we named the ghost Beanie because we went through the, this was before we knew anything about the paranormal, right? Right. right. So we went through the guest list and we, we saw this person had signed it years and years ago as Beanie so-and-so. So we're like, man, we don't know anybody that goes goes to the church in the congregation named Beanie. So this has got to be the ghost of Beanie. So anytime we heard it, I don't know if in our teenage minds it just kind of put us at ease. They like it was some somebody from the past congregation of the church that was there. But we ended up naming it and we would hear it. Um we would hear it walking. We would hear just all kinds of weird noises. The footsteps are very uh prevalent. We would also see see weird lights when the church was supposed to be locked up. You would see lights moving like throughout the church because the church is right behind the house and you would see them on in there and you immediately are like, oh shit, someone's in the church, but there'd be no cars be locked up. So it was pretty strange. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that it would be in those cases, like good paranormal occurrences because I think it's just the way our brains are wired. Like then there's that that section of my brain that goes, man, hopefully that church wasn't tainted. Like hopefully something didn't take place within that church that kind of tainted its protection protection slash like holiness. In a in an odd uh, turn of events, we had a uh, lock in not too long before we had our annual like summer church camp, where we'd go out for four or five days to Pier Marquette and camp at the campsites. But one of the lock-ins, I remember just being, the footsteps being fairly prevalent. Then we went to camp, and while we were at camp, some people broke in and tried to burn the church down. Oh, wow. They burnt a bunch of Bibles, all sorts of crazy shit. That's a little extreme. I'm not saying they're tied together, but it is weird. That is definitely weird. Um, I probably go the same route with this school that... uh you were custodying in uh, if there was any other experiences from any bo- anyone that worked there. I totally get where you're at keeping the experiences to yourself, especially if you're ridiculed about them. But I am curious if anyone else that had worked there prior to had any other uh, bizarre experiences there. And then, isn't that the one where he said he saw like a six or seven foot tall? Yes. That would suck. 
And, and it, it wasn't look, registering the the sensors for the lights. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And uh, did he say that one of the other teachers there experienced stuff? I don't remember. Six and a half feet tall. Everyone was still in the building. Um, I guess I guess it was more so that they were. Uh, one of the teachers told me that the sets of lights would go off periodically at a time. So that somebody else has yes. kind of. But they would call maintenance it. and the electricians to try to figure it out, but they they never found a problem. So that is bizarre. Um, I'd also be curious as to if they didn't see anything, if they heard any disembodied voices, which is kind of hard to single out, I guess, when you're at a school and it's still open, like the after-school program's going on, you're going to have children right. there. It's hard to differentiate. I know he went back and checked and didn't see anyone, but there's always still a chance that it could be carrying through the hallways or something. Uh, but it tied together with all the other experiences. It's definitely sounded paranormal. Uh, as far as the red eyes, the red light, the first thing I thought of was like Mothman. When he said yeah. it was over at the corner of the building, I was like, that's bizarre. I'm not sure if he was still in Georgia at the time. Man, it just makes me feel like that the dude's just like hypersensitive to things. Yeah. Because, yeah. because like in the school case, if other people are experiencing it, that shows history unless his time there is what sparked the occurrences. Could be. But if it, if be. like, if a teacher was like, yeah, I, I mean, you know, prior his employment there, if a teacher's like, yeah, just kind of talking to him and is like, yeah, I've noticed the lights going off in the past, you know, and you know, this would be before we be before your time. And I hope for his case, it's definitely not a tag along. Um, but I don't know, you know, that's, some of the questions that we would have. Yeah. The six foot entity moving along, not triggering the motion sensor lights is creepy. For sure. Um, working that out in my head. And that's pretty terrifying. Oh yeah. Like visualizing that is yeah. not fun. Yeah. It's almost the opposite of what you see in like horror movies where you have the motion sensor lights and they're turning on and you can't see anything. This is the opposite. Something's moving and not turning them on. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> but again, thank you, Jason, for taking the time to send your experiences in. Um, yeah, I'm just curious as to if any of those any of those locations had any any prior hauntings or prior histories of hauntings, or if as as Kyle stated, maybe maybe it's moving with you. You know, maybe you're maybe you're tuned into a frequency that these things know about and they just I don't know if you're noticing them or they're noticing you it's kind of creepy to think about but yes thank you so much for uh, submitting that uh, if anyone here we're going to wrap this one up if anyone here has a encounter that they would like for us to feature on a future program again Kyle will give you all the details we are looking forward to hearing from you so until we meet again Hollow Cult Stay safe, stay weird, and if you've got a dark passenger, uh, I don't know, check those motion sensor lights because that shit's creepy. <laughs>